Welcome back to the Sustainable Stories podcast. Sustainable Stories is here to bring you the stories behind sustainability in our communities. From big to small, practical to theoretical, we're exploring the people and projects that are working to make our world a more sustainable, equitable, and healthy place to live. the Sustainable Stories podcast. My name is Jenna Inglot and I will be your host for today's episode. I'm coming to you today from Blaine Lake, Saskatchewan on Treaty 6 territory and I have with me a very exciting guest uh, named Dave Borens and Dave works for Bullfrog Power which you'll learn a little bit more about today and Dave and I, our history goes back to a uh, community solar project in the community of Green Lake, Saskatchewan. And I believe at that time I was on the install crew. I was on the roof uh, doing the install and um, Bullfrog Power had been a, uh, a funder or a sponsor of that project. And so that's how Dave and I got connected. And I sort of followed his, his story for a while, but I'm really excited to hear more about uh, your background, Dave, and how you ended up uh, working in this field. So welcome, David. Thank you so much. And that's such a nice uh, introduction. I don't know if I'm an exciting guest, but I'm an excited guest. So so great to, to speak with you. And and I, I remember meeting Jenna, that you, you did a fantastic um, overview and discussion about solar for the community that we were talking to. I was really impressed by that when we first met quite a few years ago. And so it's great to have this discussion and I'm glad to, to keep in touch with you. Yeah, likewise, Dave. Thank you for that. Um, so I don't want to steal your thunder. So if you, just to start us off, can you tell people um, a little bit about yourself and and who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name's Dave, as you said before, and I work for Bullfrog Power. And I have a number of roles there. Uh, predominantly these days, I'm working in helping companies lower their carbon footprint and purchase renewable energy uh, you know and then I also work on our community projects which is what we were doing in Green Lake Saskatchewan providing funding and cash to um, non-profits and indigenous and municipally owned organizations that are trying to build interesting uh, green energy projects so so one of the things that we've done at Bullfrog is people are purchasing green energy and we've diverted a portion of that, those purchases towards uh, creating community projects to use almost as billboards. You know, if you see green energy in a community, um, it becomes science fact, not science fiction. It becomes easier to make more projects happen because you can see them at work. You can see, um, you know, you can trust in them a little bit more. So that's sort of been the role of community projects. That's what we were doing in Green Lake. And that's why we've supported projects across the country. Um, I got there because I really believed in what the company was doing. And I was frankly terrified about climate change. Uh, (laughs) And and so I I was looking for a company within, um, you know, in my own backyard that I I could work for and and sort of commit myself to. And so I've been with Bullfrog for about seven and a half years at this point. Um, But it it was certainly not a, a direct line to get here or, or, and I think that this true with a lot of my colleagues and a lot of people in the sustainability world is that it, it's sort of a passion first, and then you 
figure out what you're what you're doing. Um, and so I'm still figuring it out, but I'm still passionate about it as well. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So I I have two questions based on what you said, but um, you know, I think the first one, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that path. So you said, you know, your path def- <laughs> definitely wasn't a direct path, and I agree, <laughs> most people in this space aren't. But yeah, tell us about your background like what I guess yeah share a bit of a story of so, your life. so what, 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 what Jenna is I suppose uh, alluding to is that I um you know after I finished university uh which where I studied politics and literature um I dive, dove headfirst into a, a music career as a singer-songwriter and a performer and I spent the next eight to ten years creating albums, touring the country, going uh, from town to town and losing money, but having the best time of my life and, and creating incredible projects and, and, and collaborations with other artists and, and, you know, applying for Junos and Grammys and not getting any nominations and, you know, just sort of really uh, loving, loving life, but finding a hard way through a very difficult industry. Um, when in order to, sort of fund that, I, I worked as a, as a children's music teacher. So I worked at nurseries and, and I taught English. And, and I also uh, got a job working at Mountain Equipment Co-op in downtown Toronto. And so what was great at the time, Mountain Co-op allowed you to have sort of casual employment where you didn't have to be there all the time, but as long as you had a certain amount of shifts, you could continue to um to be employed there and get the discount because I also used to work as a canoe trip leader and I loved the outdoors. I still love the outdoors. I love, you know, doing all sorts of outdoor endeavors. So that led me to Mac, which lo and behold led me to Bullfrog Power because Mac at the time was one of the largest customers of Bullfrog Power. Um, Mountain Co-op, you know, as we've seen in the news is no longer what it once was. It was, it was sold off, but in its, when it was what we know of it to be, um, it was, you know, every single mech store was sourcing green energy through Bullfrog Power. And so <laughs> I was, you know, there working. And, and you know, when, when I made the decision that I could no longer, um, with a clear conscience, try to be a rock star, <laughs> you know, it just, it was clear to me that that wasn't going to pan out in any real way. And I wanted some semblance of a normal life. Um, and, and I... I applied to Mountain Co-op actually to be their community manager and say like run their races and run their like sort of activities and, and, and build that. And I didn't get the job, <laughs> which was the best thing that ever happened to me because what it did was I, I sort of, I upped my game, my, like my resume and interview. And, you know, I, I really went for this position. So I had all my stuff up to date. And then I, I, I then started to look around saying, what are some companies that have the same values as Mountain Co-op? that I can find that I, I can be really passionate about. And I, I was really, really concerned at the time about climate change because it's it was the Harper government and it seemed like all like you know the all these pipelines were going to be built and the Northern Gateway was going to go through Spirit, Spirit Bear territory and all these uh, wild places that I, I loved, you know, really began to traveling and canoe tripping. I, I was concerned that they were at, at risk. And so I, I delved into pipeline politics and, and got really concerned about climate change. So again, it's a, it's a long road to get to Bullfrog. Um, but I, I started researching companies that were in, in Toronto, but Bullfrog was sort of in the back, 
in, in the backyard and I knew it because of Mountain Co-op. And they were hiring at the time, which doesn't exist anymore, door-to-door salespeople. And so I haven't had no, no, um, no experience in the sustainability world. You know, I was selling hiking shoes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I applied to whatever position they had. And, and it, you know, so I, I spent about three or four months in the winter time in Toronto, knocking on people's doors, knock, knock, knock. Would you like to spend more on your electricity? Uh, <laughs> and if they'd even opened the door, they'd usually slam it pretty fast. But at the same time, there was um, a growing consciousness that green energy was necessary to transition away from fossil fuels. And the people that were into it were, were receptive. So actually, believe it or not, people were purchasing it from at the door. And when a job opened up inside the office, I, I sort of jumped on it and, and was really thankful to get it. And that set me on a career uh, build, you know, working with small businesses, you know, mom and pop shops, coffee shops, um, sustainably, sustainably minded retailers, small manufacturers, people who wanted to lower their carbon footprint, um, working with them, which then led me to um, also taking on the community projects. And I, I worked on just community projects for about three or four years. And then now I'm sort of in a dual role working to find um, solutions for companies that are trying to transition away from fossil fuel usage and also feeding money to worthy, incredible projects that are, are will be or soon will be built or people are thinking of. So if you've got a project, hit me up. And if you want to buy green energy, hit me up. And <laughs> But it, it's uh, it's been it's been a long, interesting road, but but it, it's it's it certainly uh, feels fulfilling. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Dave. I, I that's exactly what I was excited for you to share. I think so many people, you know, and I get questions about this even in 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 my own life, where people will be like, "Well, how do I, you know, how do I want to get to here within sort of the sustainability or environmental realm?" And, but I don't, you know, I don't come from this background or I don't have this education and I'm just like, nobody does. It's, you know, I think passion goes (laughs) a long way and caring, you know, being really connected to the why and why you're doing it, um, you know, is really important, which is exactly how I felt about you the first time I met you. I was like, wow, Um, you know, you, you shared about Bullfrog Power and all the stuff that you guys were doing. And I was like, this guy is really passionate about this and I think you know that's what it's going to take to to get people to kind of see that there's a different way so um yeah thank you for sharing that about about your 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 wandering path so yeah (laughs) I, I I do I do appreciate that and and I I um what just jumping on what you said about but you know where the passion comes in and and you know I I do think that there's a so often has been a communication gap between um, sharing about sustainability and like, oh, this is this is a good thing, but but or or ta- and talking about climate change and having having the ability to communicate um, is really important. So if people are passionate and able to communicate that passion, they don't need to have the technical background. There are people working in labs doing the the heavy lifting of of installing and and, and doing really really amazing things. I know you have an, a really a more much more technical background than, than I, but. And, and are also uh, a great communicator. So that's like sort of a very um, a hybrid, you know, monster of, a, of, a, of, a, of an effective um, professional, you know, but, but, but not everybody can do that. So I, I don't have the technical background, but I, I do feel like I, I'm a good communicator. 
Um, and mm-hmm. one of the things, just on this journey, right before I got the job at Bullfrog Power, sort of in this transitional phase, I, I took a job selling high-end women's shoes in Yorkville. And the reason why I took that job was because I thought I'd make more money because it was commission-based. And I, you know, I was working at Mac selling, you know, I could sell, you know, I, I can sell, I can, I can do this. And believe it or not, I was terrible at selling high-end women's shoes and handbags in Yorkville and Toronto and downtown Toronto. And, and, and the reason was, is because I don't care about, high-end women's shoes and, and handbags. It's got no, I had no no sort of reference point. I would be surprised when somebody would actually buy something. I can't believe you just spent $500 on a pair of pumps, you know? Uh, so, yeah. so, so, so what was what, what that was that, you know, it, sales is, is, is not about, um, it's, it's not about being slick or, or, or having like all the answers. It, it, it's about, you know, having a, a, tr- a trust, you know, a trust in that, um, in, in, the, in, the, in the subject matter. And so when I was able to, you know, knock on somebody's door and say, knock, 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 would you like to buy green energy? It's because there was a real purpose that I could see behind it. You know, it, it was sort of the opposite of selling high-end women's shoes. Not to say there's not beautiful things happening in the world of footwear, but, <laughs> but I, just didn't, I just didn't relate to it, you know? So yeah. I think that, that was an important thing. And and, ha- and being willing to take a really tough or low-level job at, a, at, a, at an organization that you believe in, that was an important approach in retrospect because who knows where it led. And I've seen so many people within our organization start off at like, the front desk and then is now like in the accounting team or, or you know, doing much more interesting things. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of people elevated through, through the ranks of leaders. So it, it's, it's, it's great to see. Um, you never know, you know, where you get started is not where you end, obviously, but, but yeah. it's worth repeating. Yeah, for sure. And those, those, those lower level or more hands-on or whatever you want to call it, those types of roles, um, you know, if you're, if you can really facilitate and, and engage and share your passion through a role like that, um, you know, people are intrigued and excited to kind of offer other opportunities because that maybe mm-hmm. isn't the role where they see that kind of passion all the time. So yeah, yeah. I agree. That's uh, yeah. Very cool. Um, <laughs> so Dave now, so you're, so basically you do everything you, you know, you do the community <laughs> projects and you, you do the, the um, you know, finding solutions for, for large companies and, and small companies to kind of green their, their operations from an electricity perspective. Um, mm-hmm. So what what are some of the like do you this is probably really hard to answer but what are the some of the most inspiring projects i was going to ask you specifically about community projects but um i guess what are some of the most inspiring projects that you've you've had the opportunity to work on at at bullfrog well that's a that's a great question and there's there's a lot uh going on there um i, I think Certainly, the community projects are, are, are what I'm most passionate about, um, and and particularly on occasion, there's opportunities for some of our clients to be connected to them, and and that that creates sort of a chance for um, you know public-private partnerships and things like that, which are quite interesting. Uh, one of the current things that I'm finding a lot of inspiration with that we, we've been funding it's 
what's called a, I guess, an Earth Tech Accelerator um, out of the Center for Social Innovation, which is, uh, I guess it's a national organization, but it's based again in Toronto. Um, and, and that's a, a co-working space that's created an incubator for um, small businesses that are developing technology that will solve water and climate issues. So, so, so I, and I, I've, I've been able to be on sort of the jury and, and watch these companies as they go through the incubator. It's year two right now. They've just released um, the, the companies that are involved, but year one was a, a huge success despite the pandemic. Um, and I get to essentially watch um, the growth of small organizations. One of them, for instance, is, is you know, using drones to plant trees, you know, or another one is, is using um, like low, low, low um, self-contained shower units with, to really lower water use in homes. And, and, and another one is, is just developing like a video game for, for climate uh, to, to, to help children understand the climate issues, you know, so things like that. I, I, yeah. I find that really inspiring that the mm-hmm. climate ventures earth tech program. Um, and you see a lot of really uh, innovative people working on it. And, and this was a unique thing for us to be funding again with, with some of our other partners. Um, it, it, what's unique is that uh, previously we've been funding like, you know, sort of like kilowatts on roofs, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or, Wind, wind exploration type of things in, in the far north. And this is more of a, I think can have a different sort of proliferation uh, as you see these companies mature and then go into the marketplace and, and do amazing things. And then there's a new cohort and then there'll be another no cohort next year. That'll be three years of you know 60 different companies. Another organization that I'm really proud that we've had a great relationship with is called the ICE Network, Indigenous Clean Energy Network. Um, and, and they they are uh, just building cap- like capacity building in indigenous communities, having you know real game change operators, you know the the champions from different communities across Canada come together and and get amazing mentorship and support and and a pathway towards a building either utility scale or small scale or whatever it is uh, projects uh, renewable energy projects. Um, in, and so then I've seen, you know, for instance, an indigenous community being able to build solar large enough. This happened in, in northern Manitoba not too long ago. They built the Fisher Creek First Nation, built a, a solar project. We were then able to source the, the, the renewable energy and resell it to our, um, our customer base. For the first time, we're purchasing green energy uh, carbon-free credits from a, a, an indigenous solar project. We're then reselling it to our, our customers. And so that's an added uh, revenue stream for the, the indigenous community and a cleaner um, solution for our, our clients who are purchasing these renewable energy. Um, so, so it's watching the growth of those types of projects happen is, is, is really inspiring, I, I find. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Earth Tech sounds like the incubator you were talking about sounds so interesting and so inspiring. And I can imagine that being really energizing, just getting to be around, um, you know, innovative, but, you know, very different and diverse projects. So that's, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. excited to learn a bit more about that too. And yeah, the ice network. Wow. I, 
I'm always so inspired by all the work that they're doing. And I've kind of been following along with the work of, um, well, I'm, I'm friends with a few uh, folks who have gone through their Catalyst 2020 program. And mm-hmm. it's just been so right. amazing to watch that network that they've built around, you know, bringing people together, learning, um, you know, learning from each other, kind of community to community and individual to individual learning. Um, yeah, because I think that's really where the acceleration of, of a clean energy future is going to come from isn't necessarily from everybody going to university to become renewable energy engineers. It's going to happen at that community level, you know, and yes, it's going to require those engineers, but there's a whole suite of, of people that are needed for, for that. And the work that they're doing is just, yeah, incredible for, for that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Honor, honored to that Bullfrog has been able to partner with those those projects for sure. Yeah, that's very cool. So on, on that front, Dave, with Bullfrog, um, and this is, I actually, I, I'm realizing now I maybe don't understand all of it as, as much <laughs> as I, I think I do, but um, so is, I'm still learning. <laughs> okay. Of course we all are. <laughs> um, but is it, is it the case with Bullfrog Power? So before um, you know, you, your your roots in Bullfrog Power, you started kind of door-to-door knocking and and selling homeowners Bullfrog Power. Um, is that still a part of Bullfrog Power um, or has it shifted to be more focused on, on businesses and companies? Like what has that transition looked like or is it still very much geared towards individuals too? So, so it's a great question. Um, and it's, a, it's an ongoing dialogue within the company. Um, originally, I'll, maybe I'll do a quick sort of run through of, of the company where it was, where it is, and, and where it's going in some ways um, that I can see. You know, I, I don't hold me to it. And if my bosses are listening, I hope I get this right. Uh, <laughs> um, but when we were first created, the idea was uh, very residential focused. Um, if we could get every home to just like, you know, put in a little bit more, um, you know, they're, they're like sort of almost a, a self imposed. Um, fee to to source green energy and inject it onto the grid. So so it was a a matching program where you say I use one megawatt hour a month. We're going to find one megawatt hours of environmental attributes from clean energy projects and give the producer of those projects a little bit more cash. And in turn, the the end user, so our customer, gets to claim the environmental benefit. And so. Uh, obviously, immediately it becomes a little bit of a complicated transaction, um, but currently there's still about ten thousand bullfrog-powered homes across Canada that are, are are monthly, you know, matching their use. We're matching their usage monthly and putting it onto the grid, and they see their carbon footprint uh, being reduced over time. You know, we've had customers with us for now fifteen years since we started. What we, of course, soon realized was that. Although individuals are using power and collectively we're all using power quite a lot, really it's, it's businesses that are, have a much larger carbon footprint and, and energy footprint. So if we really want to see change in the system, and that's always been our solution, is to, try, is to create um, a greener grid um, or a greener you know, sort of pool of, of resource, um, then we need more like, large power users to, to transition. So, so we started to, we definitely pretty early on within a few years of our inception, pivoted towards commercial um, 
commercial businesses. Now we have about 1,500 businesses across country, across Canada, but 10,000 homes. But those 1,500 businesses are probably 90% of the power we're of the carbon footprint we're reducing is from those businesses. So, so it's certainly shifted in, in that way. Um, what also is, is interesting of, of note is that we've added other things. So it's not just green electricity, uh, which used to be only uh, wind and low impact hydro credits. Now there's solar in that mix, um, but we have green electricity. There's also green natural gas, recaptured methane from, from uh, you know, uh, natural gas facilities like garbage dumps, et cetera, that we're getting the methane, putting it back into the pipeline instead of getting new um, yeah. it's a transitional fuel yeah. uh, and we also do green transport fuel which is upping the the, um, the content of, of biogas in the in the in the system in general so you could do like you know fleet vehicles um, these so now there's like if I'm talking to a, a company there's three different options of things they can do we also have an offset um, sister company called less.ca or less emissions which is the primary offset provider for Air Canada and um, we at a certain point, a few years back, probably about three years now, um, we, we were purchased by an organization called Spark Power. So Bullfrog was a very small, you know, small organization, 30, 30 people, 30, 40 people at its peak. Um, and we were purchased by Spark Power, which is, you know, I think currently has about 1,500 employees. A lot of them are people in trucks doing electrical work. We also have O&M, like operation maintenance for solar products. We have solar installers. We purchased, um, you know, a company called OneWind. Um, and there's also some presence in the States working with um, in, in industrial electricity companies. So we are now the sustainability brand within Spark Power. Every other company they've purchased has been part of Spark Power and has sort of the, the brands have molded into that overarching thing. They've kept our brand separate and given us a certain amount of autonomy for us to sort of infiltrate the rest of the organization, make it more sustainable, and then we find more sustainable solutions for clients. So it's it's been a really interesting watching that happen over the last few years. What I've seen is is the bullfrog leadership rising in the ranks within Spark Power to take on you know a lot of the operations. So so to make sure that. Um, sustainability, fighting climate change is a growing priority throughout the organization. And it certainly was by the, the powers that be at Spark, very deliberate to, to purchase Bullfrog and, and, and to uh, give us more capability, essentially. Um, and I, I don't mean to babble or, or toot our horn too much, but, but now in addition to just sort of having a matching program, we could also do advisory stuff. We have engineers on staff. We could help find real world solutions, you know, batteries or, or, um, or, or efficiency upgrades or, you know, going into a plant and, and, and trying to actually, you know, we have a, a lighting, a lighting partner, you know, trying to figure out very real world ways that are not just, would you like to spend more on your electricity? Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> you know, now it's, yeah. would you like to, you know, lower your bills over time and lower your carbon footprint at the same time? Would you like to, um, you know, we, we can, Sort of, sort of energy managers in some way, shape, or form, like efficiency advisors. Uh, the other big thing that we've, we've done reasonably recently, and, and hopefully another one, I can't announce anything yet, but because it's not nothing finalized, but uh, working on what's called um, a PPA or a power purchase agreement 
where it is, is like what we've been doing at a micro level, but on a big scale for a large organization. So, um, you know, with more specifically a VPPA, virtual power purchase agreement, where you're buying green energy from a different site and, and, and attributing it specifically to your operations. That's when, when you see a big, like, you know, when you see a Budweiser say, we're now 100% green energy powered or buying, you know, two, 25 million tons of CO2 reduced by our, by being solar powered. Um, they're not putting solar panels on the roof of the brewery. They're building off-site large-scale solar solar um, installations, and then attributing the the carbon reduction to their their plant. You know, so so we've actually been able to negotiate the first of its kind in Canada um, in, in 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 an Alberta project. It's now I think that it's going to be when it's finished the seventh or eighth largest solar project in Canada. We were the, kind of the broker between the two parties. To make sure that the, the the it was a much you know much different uh, negotiation as you might imagine. So there's lots yeah. going on and and it's changed a lot, but it, it continues to be really focused on on yeah. fighting climate change, reducing carbon footprints, and and helping um, you know create solutions for organizations. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot more diverse um, since I first yeah. learned about Bullfrog Power. That's incredible. Um, and really good to hear that you guys are working on some of those larger, um, you know, what I would call, you know, physical structures, but also things like power purchase agreements and and virtual power purchase agreements. Because I know, you know, that's something in, in my career in renewable energy that, um, you know, is, is sort of the the golden eagle of trying to to get something yeah. done is this idea that you know we should be able to build power projects where it makes sense to build those power projects but then have the the credits associated with that power be shared with those who are interested and concerned in purchasing that power so um yeah that's very cool that that's something you guys will be working on and and hopefully you know able to announce in in the the coming months so yeah that's very cool mm -hmm. um well, there's one that one that has been confirmed. It's also worth telling your listeners that 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 Jenna knows this stuff much better than I do. I'm just chatting about it from Bullfrog's perspective, and I, you know, for the for the purpose of the viewership. But I, I don't mean to be um, <laughs> acting as an expert because Jenna does actually know quite a bit about these, these things. No, no, this is <laughs> worth, good. Worth, worth noting. <laughs> you're the first. You're the first person. Um, I've chatted with on the podcast, Dave, at all, who's who's had any background so far in in um, renewable energy. So we might have to do a, um, yeah, this is this is big stuff and amazing stuff, and we might have to do like a an energy or an energy one hundred and one podcast or something at some point because as oh, yeah. as as you know too, so I, many I, people. I want one more. I want to interview you, and and <laughs> if we had a <laughs> yeah. podcast. We'd <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, I think getting, you know, getting back to the basics is important for a lot of people too, but I'm so glad that there's so many of these these larger projects happening and it's yeah, it, it's really really good to see and I'm I'm excited to follow along with some of the work that um that you guys are doing. So, um that that Alberta project Dave, is that the one that is that project announced or it's not yet? Yeah, that that that, that is a a done deal. Um okay. I forget the specific name of it. 
I, okay. I could I could follow up with you and you maybe put it in the notes or something. Like that. Sure. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. Yeah, because I think it's interesting and people are always eager to hear about you know some of these large. I I personally similarly get really excited <laughs> about the community scale projects, but um, you know the large scale stuff is is incredible. I remember the first time I drove to Calgary, I and I was driving on the highway and the Brooks Solar Project. Um, which is a elemental uh, elemental energy power project near Brooks, Alberta, mm. and I remember seeing that that solar field and coming from you know installing a five kilowatt system on someone's roof to driving by mm. a pro a project like that. I was just like, holy smokes, this is this is wild! Like this is so yeah, so much different. Um, so it's like yeah. Blade Runner. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> Just, I just Googled it very quickly, and the, it's the Burdett and Yellow Lake Solar Project, and it'll be Canada's eighth largest once it's finished, but it's, it's being built as we speak, and it'll produce enough renewable energy to power 6,400 homes, and our partner partners are Blue Earth Renewables and RBC. Blue Earth Renewables uh, doing the installation and RBC being off taking the, um, the, the, the solar credits, essentially. Right. So we're negotiating oh. on behalf of RBC to to purchase the to help create this project wow very cool that's awesome mm -hmm. um and mm -hmm. i'm sure there's only there's only so much of this that you can share but um are you able to talk at all dave about some of the um so just for some background on the podcast so far we've talked to a lot of people and you know individuals and people who want to kind of shift their focus and, and be more conscious about their purchasing decisions and all of that kind of thing. So are you able to share at all, um, you know, some of the businesses that you work with at Bullfrog Power who are Bullfrog Power? Um, are you able to share any um, of that? I mean, sure. We, we really want businesses to celebrate the fact that they're Bullfrog Powered, right? And Or buying green energy. So we've created what's called a green index. So people can kind of see who's actually purchasing uh, green energy from us. You know, uh, some of our, our big clients, are, I mentioned RBC and, and Bank of Montreal is another one. Um, but, you know, the cooperators, you know, the financial advisors, uh, Staples is purchasing Bullfrog Power. Uh, we, we have a whole bunch of organizations like like we have a bunch of breweries like Steam Whistle and, and uh, Bose Brewery. Um, there's a couple of these, like, you know, Ontario breweries. Uh, there, there's a whole bunch. Ethical Bean Coffee is, is, is a pretty uh, good one out, out west. Left Coast Naturals. Um, the Egg Farmers of Canada are buying Bullfrog Power. Uh, you know, it's, it's a really wide range. Um, what, what, I, what I would recommend is going to our website. There's a, there's a listing called the Green Index. And you can see, you know, it, it lists in, in based on the size of how much power um, is being bought. Uh, so it's sort of the size of the purchase. That's not necessarily, um, you know, obviously some companies are bigger than others. But but there's a, a and you see it's a really diverse group of people who are are buying Bullfrog Power. Anything from like an architecture firm to uh, an RCMP detachment to a brewery in Halifax, to uh, a lot of, um, one of the things that I'm most proud of though is, is a lot of environmental organizations actually are customers of Wolfram Power 
So like Environmental Defense and the WWF and David Suzuki are actually our customers because it, it's a really simple solution um, to buy and support green energy. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, really, it's really all over the place. And um, you know, if, if you're uh, if you're a business that wants a simple way to, to transition to green energy, I, I think it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, it, it's it's sort of like you, you pay an extra fee, you don't have to install anything. It's just kind of a simple solution. So if you're if you're looking for that type of thing, then it's a good good thing to look into. And there's obviously yeah. so many things you can do as an organization. You know, and and I always want to preach efficiency is the first step. You know, the the best way to lower your carbon footprint based on your energy use is to use less energy mm. and then you therefore save money as well. And then maybe you can put the money you save towards green green pro programs like Bullfrog Power or other other donations to um to donations to nonprofits. You know, we we are not a nonprofit, but but you know there, there's green initiatives that can be um you done once you've created some revenue by reducing your usage. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think, um, I mean, I love, you know, similarly love renewable energy, super passionate about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's always good to take people back to, um, you know, we, if we were to all try to offset our usage and especially some bigger organizations try to offset their usage, um, it's going to, we're going to need a lot of renewables. And so focusing on energy efficiency, trying to be the most efficient we can with our energy first and then whatever we're using after that, you know, then we look at, at green energy options. So um, I'll make sure I have never looked at that, the green index either. So I'm going to take a look at that and I'll be sure to share it um, in the, the show notes for this episode, Dave, so that folks can check oh, it out yeah. and, and be able to kind of maybe make some, make some, some of their own decisions, purchasing decisions based on those who are kind of committed to, to, um, mm. you know, renewables and, and that type of thing. So, um, thank you so much, Dave, for, for sharing all of this with us today. Um, if folks, I guess, obviously Bullfrog Power's website, but, um, you know, if folks want to learn a bit more or, or are interested in Bullfrog Power, um, where's the best place for them to go to learn more? I mean, they could always email me. Okay. <laughs> uh, which, which I'm sure you, you're welcome to share it in in my uh, in, in the show notes as well. Uh, but also, you know, our website has a lot of information. Um, also, the Spark Power website has a lot of information about the other things that are happening at the organization. I and um, you know, there, there's you know, Google is a powerful tool. There's there's lots of lots of stuff at your fingertips, um, but Particularly with what I what I like is that for the community projects that we've done, we've we've done them across the country. So, for instance, in in Saskatchewan, you know, we we supported that project in Green Lake. We also supported some organizations in uh, Saskatoon, the Saskatoon Environmental Society, the uh, Paved Arts, and the Broadway Theater all have right. some of our projects that we contributed to. Um, so you, you can kind of poke around uh, through our old press releases, some old videos. You know, there's been some really fun things that we've done over the years and, and we'll continue to be doing in the future. Yeah, that's awesome, Dave. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to um, answer all my questions and be on the podcast with me today. Um, I'm excited to kind of con continue following along with all the work that you guys are doing at Bullfrog Power. I find it so inspiring. Um, and yeah, so thank you. 
Well, thank you so much for having me, Jen. It's great to speak with you and see you again. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Sustainable Stories podcast. This podcast is hosted by myself, Jenna Inglot, as well as Roxanne Wagner from Sage Sustainable Solutions Consulting. For a full list of episodes, as well as more information about Sage, check us out online at sagesustainable.com. And as always, we welcome your feedback, thoughts, and suggestions. Catch you next time.